Everything's Coming Up Kings organization. The Kings get two big points in a game against Nashville, and the Ontario Reign punch their ticket to the AHL playoffs. We're going to look at both of those things on today's episode of Locked On Los Angeles Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and my name is Sarah Avampato, host of this show, and as always, glad to be here talking with you about your favorite hockey team and mine, the Los Angeles Kings, and also the Ontario Reign. Uh, we're going to be looking at some things that our teams are doing today on this podcast, which uh, if you are new to this show, first off, thank you for listening. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day slash whenever you opened your podcast app. Uh, and of course, most importantly, thank you for telling your friends all about the show because we're getting into unprecedented times for Kings fandom in the Locked on Kings era because the rain are back in the playoffs. They clinched their spot in a win last night. The Kings have a, like, significant chance of making the playoffs. Like, not going to jinx it. It's not 100%, obviously. No one's clinched anything in the NHL. But, like, something would have to go catastrophically wrong. Knock on wood. No more wrong than things have already gone. Like, we're pretty assured that we're going to maybe possibly see the playoffs. So I'm really excited to get to talk about playoffs and to have hockey to talk to you about after like, you know, April something. So we've got a lot of exciting stuff ahead of us. So let's actually start with the rain because that is uh, the biggest, most significant news. Uh, they played the Grand Rapids Griffins last night, Tuesday night, uh, and turned in a six to two win. Uh, you would say that it was total domination of them, but the shot counts actually favor the Griffins. Uh, the Griffins outshot the rain 26 to 20. So yeah, the rain scored six goals on 20 shots. That's uh, not great. Uh, I feel like this was retribution for all of the times that I have talked about Calvin Pickard, who is the goaltender uh, for the Griffins. And I've been like, you know, Cal Pickard's like, honestly, probably too good for the AHL. He definitely could be an NHL backup somewhere. Um, and then he turns in this performance. Now, I will say that, like, you can't possibly blame it all on Cal Pickard. Uh, the Griffins in front of him are not necessarily a particularly good team. Uh, they're overly physical uh, to the point where they're, you know, spending a lot of time in the, uh, the penalty box. And without having, you know, an outstanding power play or without having an outstanding penalty kill, um, you know, things go poorly when that happens. So that win clinched a playoff uh, spot for the rain. A uh, little insider knowledge though, um, they would have clinched anyway um, because of the fact that San Jose lost to Stockton uh, that same night, earlier that night. Uh, and so for the rain, uh, that loss would have Put them into the playoffs anyway. But regardless, it was a really strong game overall from the whole team. Um, this was a game where, I mean, first off, when the rain played in Grand Rapids, 
uh, last month, I believe it was. Time is a flat circle. But the rain put in one really strong game and then followed it up with a really like miserably bad game uh, the next night. It was the end of a road trip. It was right before the uh, the what would have been the All-Star break had the All-Star game not gotten canceled. So like it's one of those games you sort of see a little bit as, you know, a scheduled loss. You know the team's not going to do particularly well uh, most times in those situations. But uh, this obviously was the Reigns chance to get a little retribution from the way that last game went. And they sure did. First five minutes of the game, Martin Furk, two goals. His 32nd and 33rd goal of the season. TJ Tynan scored later in that period. Second period, Aiden Dudas, Jarrett Anderson Dolan both got on the board. And TJ Tynan scored uh, to close things out in the third period. Uh, so Hattie watches. I can't believe I just said the word Hattie. I'm sorry. Uh, for both Martin Furk and TJ Tynan. Uh, Tynan has been just absolutely phenomenal this season. Um, I think if you are someone who has watched the AHL at all, um, you know, broader than just watching your own team, you will know exactly what TJ Tynan brings to a team. Uh, if you didn't hear it, I talked recently with Jared Schaffern from the Ontario Reign, their uh, communications department. Uh, you can hear him on the broadcast and he's, of course, frequently giving Twitter updates and everything. Uh, but he talked a lot about the importance of TJ Tynan to this room of being a guy who expects the best from his teammates and who expects, you know, 110% effort all the time and who has really been a crucial figure in helping push this team forward. Uh, and I've seen that myself uh, whenever I covered Tynan when he played here in Chicago. Uh, he definitely was one of those guys who knows what it takes to win at this level, uh, who expects and demands the best performances from the guys around him uh, and who lifts up the players that he's playing with. Uh, and so that is exactly what he's been doing with the rain. Uh, this right now, TJ Tynan is tied for the AHL lead in scoring. He's tied with uh, Andrew Podorowski, who used to be on the San Diego Gulls, who's now here in Chicago uh, with me, I guess. Uh, but both of those players have 79 points uh, in the AHL. Uh, both of them are on pace to reach 100 points. Uh, which would be, uh, this comes from Patrick Williams, who is uh, basically the AHL reporter. He writes now for uh, the AHL's website. But if you uh, are interested in learning anything about the AHL, Patrick's your guy. Uh, per Patrick, this would be the first time that anyone has reached 100 points in the AHL since 2009-10 season. Uh, so it has been quite some time. Usually players who are scoring at that sort of a clip in the AHL uh, get yoinked away and go up to the NHL. So it's really hard for anyone to really score at that elite level because usually the NHL comes calling. For neither of these guys, um, you know, they're both players who I think have deserved shots in the NHL uh, based off of having watched both of them play for a long time now. Uh, they just haven't ever quite cut it but these aren't guys who are you know attitude problem like these are great people that you would want in your room uh, but again on pace for 100 points in his last 14 games TJ Tynan has 30 points five goals 25 assists uh, just absolutely ridiculous and is really helping drive the success of this team um, of course you can't ignore the contributions of Martin Furk either, who currently sits second in goals 
in the AHL with 33. Uh, the goal leader right now is uh, Stefan Nason, former San Jose Shark, uh, who is now with uh, the Wolves in Chicago as well. Uh, Ferk would have more if he hadn't been called up to the, the NHL uh, a handful of times already to play up there. But uh, Ferk as well, just really, really helping to make this team uh, the best it can be. So great night from the scorers on this team. Uh, one other interesting thing to note, uh, Taylor Ward, we talked about him earlier in the week. He's the uh, NCAA player from uh, Nebraska, uh, University of Omaha, Nebraska, who uh, finished his college career, signed an entry-level contract with the Kings, uh, and is now with the Reign on an ATO uh, amateur tryout agreement. Uh, that basically makes it so he can play professional hockey, just not without his Kings uh, deal kicking in. Uh, he picked up three points on the night. He assisted on Martin Ferk's first goal and on both of TJ Tynan's goals. So this kid, first off, was plunked into an excellent situation, being uh, put into his first professional game on a line with Ferk and Tynan, uh, and absolutely took advantage of it. So this was a great way for the rain to uh, shake off that losing streak they've been on. They've now clinched a playoff spot, and now it's all down to seeding to see if they can get that first round by or if they're going to have to fight through an extra round of the playoffs. We're going to look at the Kings coming up next and their awesome win over the Nashville Predators. But first, let's talk about food because here's a little secret. I love food. I think food is great. It's delicious. It's necessary, obviously, to survive. But spending time in the kitchen cooking food or looking in my kitchen and trying to figure out what to make with the like 14 random ingredients I have sitting around is basically my least favorite thing in the world. I love like outsourcing the food decisions to some other entity. And HelloFresh is a great way to do that. Uh, HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm fresh produce uh, that basically gives you the recipes, skips the trips to the grocery store, tells you, guess what? Here's what you're eating today. You're eating, you know, chicken parmesan. Go. I'm a big fan of anything that uh, makes my life easier like that. Uh, as you can imagine, juggling about 14 billion balls in the air every single day and knowing that HelloFresh is there to deliver food to me. And all I have to do is follow some very simple instructions and then very quickly I'm going to have some food that I've made and I can feel proud about the fact that I made, uh, that, but that I didn't have to like, you know, lose my mind over. So HelloFresh cuts back on the time you're spending in the kitchen. It makes it so your whole life is easier and it's 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality. So you're saving money, you're saving time. And again, I really cannot like over, overestimate, over announce whatever like how nice it is as someone who, you know, just doesn't always function brain-wise the same way that everyone else does to have something uh, delivered right to me that all I have to do is follow some directions on. So you should absolutely be going to check out HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a proud partner of the LA Kings and fueling hockey fans everywhere. Go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedKings16 and use code LOCKEDKINGS16 for up to, get this, 16 free meals and three 
free gifts. So go and check it out at hellofresh.com slash lockedkings16 to get your kitchen life revolutionized. HelloFresh, it is America's number one meal kit. So in addition to the rain pulling off their exciting, fun win over uh, the visiting Grand Rapid Griffins, who they're going to see later this week as well, uh, the Kings also pulled off a somewhat improbable win over the Nashville Predators. Uh, This was a game that I was kind of concerned about. We've seen the Kings obviously blow it lately. Uh, That game against Vegas was very, very frustrating to watch. Uh, As we kind of said earlier on the show, you know, losing to Colorado, there's no shame in losing to Colorado. Everyone has lost to Colorado. Losing to the Sharks, I I don't know. They're just our nemesis. That's just the way it is, I guess. But the Predators were such a crucial team to get two points over. I mean, if we couldn't get two points over Vegas, like we definitely needed two points over the Predators. Uh, The Predators are kind of battling in that number three seed in the in the central slash down into the wild card spots. It's all just very uncertain. And any ground we can gain on people fighting for those wild card spots, the better. Because if we do happen to slip down there, uh, we want to like make sure that we're like everything's okay. Uh, so this game, uh, the Kings came out, you know, roaring from the start. Rolled to a 6-1 win. <laughs> the headline on uh, the NHL is that the Kings pounce on the Predators. Uh, but Adrian Kempe got things started out first period, a little over three minutes in. Uh, so he broke a little bit of a kind of slump of his own. Prior to this game against Nashville, uh, he had one goal against San Jose and then had 10 games in a row uh, where he not only failed to score a goal, but failed to score any points at all, uh, which is basically the Adrian Kempe that we all know and love. Uh, but Kempe opened scoring against the Predators. Uh, Arthur Kaliev, shortly after, on the power play, puts in a crazy shot. Uh, Trevor Moore scores shorthanded to round out the third period. I mean, that's not even halfway through the period. That was 10 minutes and 39 seconds in. Trevor Moore shorthanded. Uh, and that goal, I have to say, the hard work was all Blake Lazat. Mr. Got a New Contract uh, turned in an awesome performance on this one. Uh, just really amazing hard work from him up in the corner to battle for that puck uh, and, you know, get it out to Thousand Oaks native Trevor Moore, who was in the right place at the right time uh, to just chip that puck in. But Kings jump out to a 3-0 lead, and it just really felt like the Predators had no answer. They had no fight. There was no life to it. Second period, you know, Predators kind of started being a little more active. Uh, 10 shots for the Predators to 11 for the Kings, uh, but... I can't really say that I ever really felt like this game was in doubt. Uh, the Predators scored one goal in the second period, early in the second period, uh, but you know nothing else after that. You know, teams whether power plays, whatever. Uh, Kings go into the third with a three-one lead, uh, looking to you know, finish strong, not let the lead evaporate. Uh, the Predators very rarely found themselves in the position of needing to make a third-period comeback uh, this season. Uh, and the Kings made it so that they couldn't do it. Uh, Kempe scored once in the second, in the third period, uh, but Quentin Byfield, two goals for Quentin Byfield in the third period. Uh, the final goal came uh, literally 30 seconds or so after Kempe's goal. It was one of those, like, not even done announcing it yet, and the goal next goal happens. Uh, but Byfield, his first goal 
if you like watch any highlight from this game, if you don't have time for the like six minute highlight package or whatever, go watch Quentin Byfield's goal from the, his first goal from the third period. Because not only was it a great move from Quentin Byfield, which it's, it was pointed out on the broadcast that this basically was a move that Byfield had tried earlier and just, you know, he, he sent the shot, you know, way too high, didn't, didn't succeed. Uh, Byfield did not miss this time. Uh, but this was another play that was set up really, really strongly by Rasmus Kapari, who had just a fantastic game uh, in, this, uh, in this matchup. Uh, I think everyone is sort of saying this was maybe his finest game in a Kings uniform. You know, he started the season looking like pretty good. Like you're like, okay, you're still a kid. You're still like getting used to this, but like, all right, this is, this is a good start. And then, you know, someone on Twitter basically said, and then he became like irrelevant for most of the year, which is true. Uh, he faded pretty quickly. Uh, you know, whether it was, you know, the schedule, the pace of the games, just adjusting, whatever, who, whoever, whatever it is, uh, he just did not look very well. Uh, and justifiably was sent back to the AHL, where he looked great, great again. Uh, you know, called back up again in the wake of all these injuries, and just put together a spectacular performance. Uh, that kid line with Kapari, Byfield, and Velarde um, was really one of the most effective lines for the Kings in this game. When you look at uh, possession, uh, the Deneau line came out on top, but uh, the Byfield line wasn't very far behind. They just looked like they could make something happen anytime they were out there on the ice. Uh, that line accounted for five high danger chances for, uh, yeah, they gave up some chances against, but you know what? They scored goals, whatever. Uh, it was just a really fun performance, and I really hope we can see them continue to keep this up uh, as we go through the season, as we you know wait to see who we're getting back from injury. Uh, if that kid line can get going, I know everyone has a different name for it, the like champagne line, whatever. Um, I'm honestly of the opinion that like lines don't need nicknames. We can just call it the Byfield line or whatever, but fine. It, I'm, it's, it's the kid line. If we need a name for it, it's the kid line. Um, if they can get going, if they can kind of start cycling uh, together to, to really bring more depth scoring to this team, that's fantastic because there was that small chunk in the season before everyone seemed to go cold at the same time. There was that chunk in the season where like we were actually rolling four lines and getting contributions from four lines. Uh, and if we can get that back again, uh, we're going to be in a much better position. We're going to take one final look at the Kings situation, the standings and all of that uh, coming up right after this. But first, I've got more snacks to tell you about because Built Bar is basically the best tasting protein bar that's out there. If you are someone who is looking for a delicious snack that is good for your body and good for your like taste buds or whatever, Built Bar is definitely something you should be checking out. Uh, and it's not just the protein bars. They also have a great little thing called the Built Puff, which is the first ever protein infused marshmallow. I would definitely recommend giving that a look. Uh, and they come in amazing flavors. The puff, the, uh, Cinnamon Churro Puff is definitely a fan favorite. Uh, bars come in all sorts of flavors. So whether you're looking for something like orange or berry, or if you're looking for something that tastes like, you know, cake, you can find that at built.com. So go check it out. Check out all the nutrition information. Uh, see how it fits into your life. Look at all the different flavors they have. And then go make an order. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
So the win against the Predators was great because, again, gave the Kings two more points, two more crucial points uh, in uh, the, the world of sports. Edmonton lost their last game. Vegas lost and was shut out by the, the uh, Winnipeg Jets. We'll talk a little bit more about Vegas in a minute because they're in the middle of something funny. Uh, but the Kings further cemented that number two seed in the Pacific. Uh, Edmonton's creeping up on them, so that's why these two points were especially huge uh, because you don't want Edmonton getting too close. At one point, they were just one point back. And the even better news for the Kings is that their next couple of games are all against teams that aren't particularly good. Uh, they play Chicago on Thursday. They play Seattle on Saturday and Monday. Both of those games are at home in Los Angeles. Chicago just got rid of like the one thing that was helping keep them in games, aka Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, Seattle has like, I don't even know who plays for Seattle now. They got rid of like everybody. Mark Giordano's gone. Um, Marcus Johansson's gone. I feel like if you look at cap friendly for all the trades, half of them are from Seattle. So, I mean, way to take advantage of, you know, the realities of being a bad expansion team. But, uh, you know, so we have three games against bad teams. Those should be great. Quick trip to Alberta uh, at the end of the month, play back-to-back games against Calgary and Edmonton. Those are going to be crucial, especially the Edmonton game, because, like I said, Edmonton is sneaking up on us. April is also going to be fascinating because there's a, a mix of, again, more Alberta nonsense, uh, Colorado again, but also a lot of, again, bad teams. Columbus, Chicago, the Ducks twice, Seattle, Vancouver, uh, all teams that we should beat to keep climbing up in the standings. So... Huge two points for the Kings in this game. Uh, the Predators right now are holding down that number one wild card seed with 78 points. Uh, they're actually 7, 3, and 10, so they've been on kind of a tear. Uh, Dallas is right below them with 73. Where's Vegas, you might be wondering, because Calgary first in the uh, Pacific Division. Obviously the Kings. Edmonton, where's Vegas? Oh, Vegas is out. Vegas is not even in a wild card position. Uh, right now they have 72 points. Uh, that puts them out. They're behind Dallas. Uh, and more interestingly, if you look at things sorting by points percentage, which sort of equalizes things given the unequal amount of games that everyone's played, um, that still puts Vegas out. They've actually played the most games out of anyone in the Pacific Division. Uh, Vegas has played 66 games. Uh, their points percentage, 0.545. Kings, 0.600. Kings are playing 600 hockey. And Vegas may have um, further complicated their lives. If you haven't been keeping up with the trade deadline drama, um, let's talk for one hot minute about Evgeny Dadunov. Uh, so, of course, there's the whole thing of Vegas tried to trade Dadunov, who has like a $5 million cap hit, tried to trade him to Anaheim. Anaheim was going to trade like Ryan Kessler's contract and some other guy. Uh, it would have given Vegas the cap relief that they're going to need uh, to be able to activate Mark Stone and or Alec Martinez if either of them are ready to play before the playoffs hit. Because obviously, the cap is still in place until the playoffs hit. Turns out, Dadunov had a no-trade clause that uh, no one knew about. Everyone's basically blaming Ottawa right now because he was traded from Ottawa to Vegas, and they're saying that Ottawa just never informed Vegas. Ottawa is being suspiciously quiet on all of this. But ultimately, what it could mean is that that trade could get voided, and Dadunov is going to have to keep playing 
for Vegas uh, unless they want to like put him on waivers to terminate his contract. But I don't think he wants that. Um, Vegas is going to have a problem because they're going to have a lot of cap space to clear up uh, if either of those guys need to come back. Uh, and I, for one, am loving it. So big week for the Kings, big two points. Um, and I'm excited to see how they do when they get to feast on some teams that have basically just gutted themselves. That is it for today. We'll, of course, be keeping up on all the Kings news this week here on the show. You can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. You can find the show on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. Give it a follow, say hello, subscribe, hit the notification button, whatever, so you make sure you never miss a future episode ever, ever. Tell your friends all about it and come back tomorrow for more Kings news here on Locked on Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.